Are you a woman age 21 and above who wants to take charge of your health? Then drop by any SOG Health Clinic and arrange for a cervical cancer screening today. Or thanks to Camtech Health's HPV self-sampling kits, you can collect your own sample in the comfort and privacy of your home for the first time ever in Singapore. Have questions? Don't worry. SOG and Camtech Health's dedicated and reliable team of professionals are here to help. Book an appointment today at SOG.com.sg or visit Camtech Health's website for more info. This is a CNA podcast. It's Health Matters Retro on CNA 938. I'm Daniel Martin. Welcome into the show, everybody. I put together this particular edition because I've been re- I read up. The, the weather report every single day on my show and I've been noticing we've been entering this period of time where it's cloudy conditions every day cloudy conditions every day and then I thought I'll be honest I thought that being lazy as well about putting on my own sun protection and sunblock it's cloudy outside I'm fine right but you know what I started you know reading up and reminding myself about why it's important to still have sun protection even when it's this rainy and cloudy period and if I'm lazy with my, you know, slapping on the, the, the sunblock, which can be, you know, a physical or a chemical protection. Uh, there are other options such as oral sunblocks as well. Then I start thinking, I'm like, do I, how do I do it? What's the right way to do it? Do I do both? Do I only do some when it's cloudy and rainy? What's the best approach in terms of sun protection during these rainy and cloudy seasons? So I've invited back onto the program Dr. Lambi Lan, who's Medical Director of Ageless Medical, based at Wheelock. I'm Glad to have you back on the show, Dr. Lam. Hello there. Hello, Daniel. A big hello to all the listeners of my eight. Yes, indeed. Always good to have you back because, you know, I, I've talked about this for years, the idea of sun protection. A lot of people are like, wait, hang on a second, Daniel. Why? Why Is it a health issue at the end of Positive. the day? So tell me more. Tell my listeners, why are we concerned over the idea of sun protection? Now, we know, Daniel, that the sun gives off rays that can both help us and harm us. And we know that a small amount of sunlight is important for the production of vitamin D in our skin. And vitamin D is important for the absorption of calcium. And of course, our body needs calcium to build and maintain healthy bones. However, the sun gives off a number of rays that are harmful for our body. And basically, it consists of 3 to 7% of ultraviolet radiation that includes UVA, UVB, and UVC. 44% of high-energy visible lights or blue lights. Yes, the sun has the largest amount of blue light. And 53% of infrared radiation. Now, infrared light is the light you cannot see with the naked eye, but you can feel it as heat on the skin when you're out in the sun. Mm. Now, we know the ozone layer surrounding Earth atmosphere is able to absorb 100% of UVC. So no amount of UVC will reach the Earth's surface. Uh, it can absorb 90% of UVB, but it cannot absorb any amounts of ultraviolet A rays. And these will penetrate through the sky. It will penetrate through the glass panels, UVA. And UVA is able to penetrate deeper into the derm- uh, dermis of the skin to result in premature skin aging, wrinkling, pigmentation. And also, UVA can cause some form of skin cancer. Now, UVB, as I've mentioned, 80, uh, 90% is absorbed by the ozone layer, 10% reaches the Earth's surface. The glass panel can actually shield off UVB, but UVB will cause burns on the superficial layer of our skin 
and UVB causes the development of most type of skin cancer uh, in the human body. Now we can reduce the risk of premature skin aging and skin cancer by actually protecting our skin against the UV radiation through the use of topical sunscreen, as you've mentioned, and also an oral sunblock that can fight against free radicals. And that's why we're also concerned about sun protection. So a word about the impact primarily of the UVA, so much of it can be getting through, to some extent the UVB as well, and we know this, evidence has shown this, that's getting through and has impact in terms of our skin and even certain cancer risks like skin cancers and melanomas and such, but I'm curious, I mean surely I understand that in the context of a hot and sunny day, or when you're out and about, or when you go on a holiday and things like that, but even in this period where it's cloudy and rainy and maybe we're indoors a lot of the time, what's your thoughts on this? Now, be careful not to underestimate the amount of UV radiation passing through clouds, Daniel. Mm. Now, there is no doubt we know that UV levels are highest under cloudless skies. And thick clouds generally reduces a person's UV exposure by as much as 80%, but there's still 20% reaching the Earth's surface. And because clouds are made up of very small water droplets or ice crystals, radiation actually gets scattered when passing through the cloud. Now, ground-level UV radiation may be affected by thin and light clouds in such a manner that sometimes it may be higher than the UV radiation under cloudless conditions. Now, this phenomenon known as cloud enhancement is described in various studies. To make it very simple, in other words, while thick clouds may reduce a person's UV exposure by up to 80%, Light and thin clouds have little effect of shielding the harmful UV rays, and it may even enhance UV levels because of the scattering effects, and this has been proven in studies, and therefore it is important for you to use sunscreen throughout the year, whether it is summer, whether it is winter, whether it is cloudy, or whether it is rainy. That's the reason why. And And whether you're... Sorry, at night. Of course, at night. (laughs) Unless you are always on your phone, then Mm. there's a blue light. Otherwise, at night, of course, you can go off uh, the sunscreen. Now, remember, uh, sunscreen is important even when you're indoors. Remember what I said? The glass panel can shield off UVB, but it cannot shield off the harmful and deeper penetrating UVA rays. Mm. And this UVA rays has been shown to actually cause premature skin aging and also some types of skin cancer. Dr. Lam, how about like lighting? Does lighting have UVA, UVB? I'm under studio lights a lot, for example. No, actually, the light that you have now emits blue light. And that's another uh, chapter and another session altogether. We can talk about blue light emitted from the LED light, our digital devices. And this is blue light. But remember, the sun emits the largest amount of blue light, mm. which is 44%, as I've mentioned. Mm. And this blue light can also cause damage to the skin. Okay, listeners, looks like I'll have to have Dr. Lam back for that whole session on blue light. What do you all think? You want to hear about that? Okay, I think we should do that. But right now, coming back to what you mentioned earlier on, which is this idea of how we protect ourselves. Obviously, you know, um, long sleeves, what we're wearing, the physical aspects, limiting the amount of time that you're in the sun, but still making sure you've got enough to get your vitamin D. I think it's 15 minutes a day or something like that. That's all we need. Yes, 5 to 15 minutes. 5 to 15. But in terms of the main um, solutions for us, protective factors, you mentioned uh, the sunblocks, the sun uh, sun protection, as well as the oral sunblocks. Can you walk us through, because there's different types of sunblock, and, and then there's the oral sunblock and how that works as well. Can you walk us through the differences here? 
So basically, as you've mentioned already, uh, Daniel, some protection, there's the oral and the topical. So for the topical, you have two types of sunscreen. Basically, uh, I've sort of like taken them out. You have the physical sunblock and the chemical sunblock. So what's the difference? I'll walk you through. Now, a physical sunscreen, okay, such as titanium dioxide, all right, uh, or zinc oxide, basically forms a coating you can see, sorry, you can see on my skin, creating a physical barrier that actually reflects the sunlight that hits the skin. Uh, the advantages of a physical sunblock is that it protects you against UVA and UVB. It is suitable for children six months and older. Uh, it is suitable for adults with sensitive skin who are prone to rosacea and melasma. And it is also effective immediately after application, as you can see, uh, it forms a physical barrier, so you don't have to wait. So you can apply the physical sunblock and get out of the house immediately. Now, the disadvantages of the downside, as you can see, it casts, uh, it has very unsightly white cast, which makes it cosmetically less elegant as compared to its chemical counterpart. Uh, and it also may activate acne in patients who are prone to it, because after all, it is a physical barrier. Now, a chemical sunscreen, okay, on the other hand, mm. you can see here, Okay, uh, it contains uh, chemicals such as the uh, oxybenzone or avobenzone. Okay, it allows UV lights into the skin. Now, once the UV lights absorb into the skin, the chemicals in the sunscreen will then create a chemical reaction to convert the UV rays into heat. And this heat is then released from the skin. Now, as you can see here, okay, a chemical sunscreen is of a thin and light texture, yeah. it is less greasy, it is easy to apply, it absorbs easily into the skin, it's le less likely to pop pores, it's convenient for daily use, great for ladies who want to apply this under the makeup like me, uh, and it does not leave an unsightly white cast like physical sunblock, so this is your chemical sunblock, this is a physical sunblock. But the disadvantages of the chemical sunscreen is that most chemical sunscreen only protect you against UVB, only a few protect you against UVA. And as a chemical sunscreen uh, gives a chemical reaction, when the UVB is being absorbed, release the heat into the skin. This heat release can actually aggravate melasma in some patients. And we know melasma is a very difficult to treat hyperpigmentary skin disorder. And because of the heat, chemical sunscreen may not be very suitable for people who are uh, has sensitive skin or who are very prone to redness or rosacea and chemical sunscreen needs to be absorbed into the skin for it to be effective. So you need to apply 20 to 30 minutes before you get out of the house. So timing is required. Oral capsules as an option that can also serve a function in terms of sun protection. How does that work, Dr. Lam? And how is it different from what you just described with the chemical and the physical sunblocks? Or a sunblock is actually not new. It's been around since the night, since about I think 20 years already. Now, or sunblock is basically an antioxidant supplement that helps the body fight free radicals produced by the UV radiation. The most researched or sunblock currently is a fern block called Polypodium leucotomus. Now, studies have been done and conducted in Harvard Medical School and even in Singapore National Skin Center to show that this fern block. Yes, the block comes from a fern plant, has very strong antioxidant and photoprotection properties, and it is able to repair DNA damage in the skin cells 
caused by the UV radiation. Now, this fern block comes from Central America and has been in use since the 1970s to treat inflammatory skin conditions, for example, with dermatitis, psoriasis, vitiligo. Now, studies have been done to show that this sunblock can significantly reduce the severity of sunburn. It can also reduce the risk of UV radiation-induced skin cancer. It can prevent skin aging. And most importantly, this sunblock, either taken orally or used topically, is safe without any side effects. And that's really, really very important because if you're going to consume something orally, you want to make sure it's safe. So how does so how does an antioxidant help in terms of the sun exposure element? Like you said, it's been used, it's been researched, but what is actually happening? Because it's quite different from what we saw with the other two, which were something that you're applying to the skin and you can see how it's acting as a barrier in some cases. So for this orosum block, okay, what is found inside this, the active ingredient is the polypodium leucothermus. And this active ingredient, once you've consumed it, it is able to go to the skin in the dermis layer to actually repair the DNA damage in the skin cells caused by the UV radiation. And in this instance, because it's consumed orally, uh, it actually gives you a full body protection. As compared to the topical sunblock, obviously, if you put the topical sunblock on your face, on the exposed parts of the body, it protects you against those areas. But when you consume something, it actually gives you a full body protection. Mm. But on its own, the oral sunblock is not sufficient you have to complement the uh, topical sunscreen with the oral sunblock. Ah. And the oral sunblock is, uh, uh, is good because it is, it is antioxidant and it fights free radicals. We know that when the skin is exposed to UV radiation, free radicals are being produced and free radicals are the substance that actually cause skin damage. Ah, I get it. Okay, because yes, you're walking in the sun, the skin damage is happening, the antioxidant is ha- helping to combat that damage that is being occurred, but the Absolutely. best scenario is let's let's do more work. Let's also have uh, the sunblock, especially if you've got a lot of exposure to the sun occupationally, you're going out for sports and things like that. But the bottom line is how do we choose? Because like you said earlier on, the chemical and the physical sunblocks are different, have different pros and cons. Uh, likewise, for the oral sunblock as well, how do we choose which combination works for us? Okay, so to know what to choose, we have to understand SPF. So, you know, when you go to the pharmaceutical store, you always look at the sunblock and there's this term called SPF. So SPF, okay, stands for sun protection factor. The number that comes after the SPF, in this case, for example, the 50, the number that comes after the SPF tells you how long the sun's UVB rays would take to radon or to burn your skin if you apply the sunscreen exactly as directed compact the amount of time taken to burn or to redden your skin without the sunscreen. So that's so for what example, it means. Yes. So for example, if you use an SPF 30 sunscreen, properly as directed, it will take you 30 times longer to burn than if you use no sunscreen. So that's very important to understand. It is also very important to understand that SPF is not an indicator on how long you can stay out in the sun without getting sunburned. Mm. It doesn't mean I wear the 30, I can stay out it's, for 30 it's minutes. Not correct, no, uh. <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, no. Or you wear 100, you stay out for 100 minutes. It doesn't work that way. Okay. And it's also good to understand generally an SPF of 15 will block about 93% of UVB rays 
while SPF of 30 blocks about 97%, SPF of 50 blocks about 98% of UVB rays. In other words, SPF only gives you an indication on how well the sunscreen protects you against UVB rays, but not the deeper penetrating UVA. So if you want protection against both UVA and UVB, we know both are important, you need to choose the sunscreen and it should state, you know, it should state actually broad spectrum. So when you see the sunscreen, it states broad spectrum, it means it protects you against both the UVA and the UVB rays. That's how you choose. Or sometimes you will see PA, triple plus, it means it protects you against the UV, UVA uh, rays as well. That's how you choose your sunscreen. So Dr. Lam, at the end of the year, I know a lot of people are planning their holidays, off they are overseas skiing holidays, uh, scuba diving, that kind of thing. So what's the best option out of all the things that we've chosen today and spoken about today, uh, whether it's the physical sunblock, the chemical sunblock, the oral sunblock, what is it? Do I pop the oral sunblock twice daily, once daily, two pills, one pill, and, and also put the chemical sunblock and the physical sunblock every 15 minutes, every one hour? I mean, what's the, uh, what's the magic formula? Okay, so if you're going to go overseas, it means you're going to be outdoors most of the time. Whether it's summer or winter holidays, you want to choose a broad spectrum sunscreen that protects you against UVA, UVB. You want to choose a SPF factor of 30 and above. Apply generously on the face and expose parts of your body using two tablespoons, okay, two tablespoons or one ounce or a shot glass full of the sunscreen generously on your face and exposed parts of the body. Wait, two tablespoons? Uh, oh, for, for the whole body, yeah? for face and body? body. Yeah. Yes. Okay, okay, okay. yes, face and body. And then you want to reapply two, three hours or more frequently if you're engaging in water sports. You want to also take the aura sunblock, okay? If you want additional sun protection, uh, 30 minutes before you step out of the house, you want to repeat another dose of the aura sunblock. If let's say you're going to be out there for prolonged periods of time, you're going to take a second pill, three to four hours later, of course, you want to wear your sunglasses, your white brim hats with tightly weave material, covered clothing. If you're going to be outdoors in prolonged periods of time, uh, remember if you are going to ski, okay, ski holidays means that you have to put sunblock diligently and take your aura sunblock. Why? Because UV rays are reflected off the ice and snow surfaces, which can be as high as 80%. So please don't be fooled that if you're in a in a winter uh, season skiing. There's actually no sun exposure. Actually, it is worse than when you're, when you're traveling during summertime. And also remember, UVB rays are actually more harmful at higher altitudes, okay? So all these are very important. Uh, aura sunblock and your topical sunscreen. Choose a physical sunscreen if you want protection against UVA and UVB. If not, you want to choose a sunscreen that's both the physical and the chemical sunblock. Read the labels on the uh, tube of sunscreen that you're using. Oh, great advice. And now we're ready to hit the slopes and hit the beaches. Dr. Lam, thank you so much. Always good to connect with you. My guest, Dr. Lam Vilan, who is Medical Director of Ageless Medical. It's all about sun protection on today's edition of Health Matters.
Before making any decisions based on the information in our program, please consult a medical professional. Are you a woman aged 21 and above who wants to take charge of your health? Then drop by any SOG Health Clinic and arrange for a cervical cancer screening today. Or thanks to Camtech Health's HPV self-sampling kits, you can collect your own sample in the comfort and privacy of your home for the first time ever in Singapore. Have questions? Don't worry. SOG and Camtech Health's dedicated and reliable team of professionals are here to help. Book an appointment today at sog.com.sg or visit Camtech Health's website for more info.